Welcome to the Song Saloon. I'm Jordan Smith Reynolds. Each week I meet with an artist and break down one of their songs. And this week I'm meeting with Destiny Lynn. Hi. <laughs> Thanks so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. Today we're working on your song, Your Street. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So tell us a little bit about Your Street. Your Street is the sad girl anthem of my EP. <laughs> it's, Essential. Yeah, exactly. You know, hopefully the listener can make it about whatever they want to make it about. But it's just basically the inspiration or the idea behind it is being emotionally or figuratively abandoned, like in a relationship. I think that's a good place to leave it. <laughs> we'll hear the song and talk more about it. Yeah. So coming up. Stones now on my knees, my knees. 
so we talked about emotional abandonment in the song. How did you portray that in your lyrics? The idea of walking somebody's street alone, I guess that's it kind of figurative for how, you know, it feels to be sitting next to someone and also being a thousand miles apart, you know? It's mm-hmm. just, there's nothing worse than being lonely when you're right next to somebody. I love that concept. There's nothing lonelier than being lonely with people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many songs that could come out of that. Yeah. I mean, I love being alone, but it sucks when you're lonely sitting next to someone. So, And I think that inevitably happens in, in, in all relationships. There comes a time when, you know, you're not on the same page or, you know, you're just not not clicking you're not on the same wavelength and that can happen for a number of reasons and it just it sucks every time so in the context of this song what is is this would you say this is like a character you're writing from a perspective or is this more personal it's it's always like a mixture of both i'm taking Mm -hmm. little things from here little things from there it could be stories it could be you know experiences of loved ones my experience it's kind of like all of those things mixed together but it's pulling from the things that are true about each of those things so like the through lines between whether it's my own personal experience someone I know's experience it's like I'm taking from the things that are consistently true in those stories Mm -hmm. I personally like that as a songwriter just uh, diving into other people's lives to write about (laughs) I think that's really fun (laughs) <laughs> of course it's great to write from a personal perspective and i find songs can come really fast that yeah. way yeah but i love diving into other people's lives and kind of people watching and and writing from that perspective yeah so you have these lines here i wanted to to bring up yeah so the where do you go to hide your cunning where do you go to not be found i want to know for you who is who is this person you're talking to is it are you asking, like, I need to go hide my cunning? Or are you saying... Oh, no, no. The other side. Cool. <laughs> it's kind of like wondering, you know, when you are feeling alone with someone. We're physically in the same place, but emotionally, mentally, we're not in the same yeah. place. Yeah. So it's you kind of calling out this other person. You're like, hey, yeah. be with me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of liked looking at that from both perspectives. That. <laughs> I didn't think about it that way. That's that's interesting. I yeah. never thought about the reverse. <laughs> uh-huh. That's fun. I love when songs are more open-ended so you can kind yeah. of approach it in both ways. Yeah. And that's something that that drew me into this song is you can sit in the song for a while. You know, the the pattern is repetitive. That da 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 Yeah. Da, 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 da. Definitely. And it lets you just sit and steep in your thoughts a bit. We just had an episode with Timmy Milner, but I'm not sure if that's coming out before or after this one. <laughs> but both of these songs have that characteristic mm. where you can kind of just swim in the in the sounds yeah. of it and just yeah. i love that meditative trait yeah. i it's kind of like casting a spell it's like getting into that trance kind of a, a mode do you shoot for that while you're writing or is it something that just kind of happens naturally as you're in the writing process yeah it's something that that's kind of how i know when i'm going to keep a song when that naturally happens mm. like if i feel like that's not really coming together then i feel like oh maybe i need to go back to the drawing board start over because i mean there has to be some kind of a like you said like a, a pool to swim in <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean it can't be too disjointed or else for me anyway it's, it's just not going to work it's got to take you somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. I was just listening to Quincy Jones's new audiobook, 
So plug for Quincy Jones here. <laughs> uh, not that he needs it at this point. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but he talked about it as kind of the goosebump test. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's not giving you goosebumps, why are you spending so much time on it? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It has to be worth the, the trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Writing it. Yeah. Uh, which I think is a really great way to save time in the writing process, right? Yeah. If you're just banging your head against a wall on something you're not really feeling or at least didn't have a kernel yeah. of feeling before, yeah. it might be worth just moving on to the next thing. Trying to force it is like the worst or trying to, or conversely trying to make it something that it's not. A lot of times like I'll have a line, I'm like, this doesn't really make sense or I don't know how this is going to fit and I'll try and change it. Mm-hmm. But it really just wants to be how it first came to my mind. And I just yep. have to like accept it. Like, no, this is the lyric you have to work around, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. whatever this is, because this keeps coming to mind for a reason. Kind of. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's funny how that happens. I have a song that I released called Please. And yeah, I love yeah, that song. Thank you. Yeah. And in that song, it started off very different mm-hmm. and I changed it. I'm really happy with how it turned out, but I heard the original the other day and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, <laughs> I connect with the, those lyrics a lot more. <laughs> it's funny how that, yeah. how that happens, yeah. And maybe it was a good thing because I feel like it's a little bit more universal the way it mm. is now. So maybe more people can connect to it. But there is something to be said about the first thing that comes out. I went to a, the NAMM show a, a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. It was two years ago. And Phineas was one of the people. Oh, yeah. At the, yeah. And the thing that he said that stuck out to me was someone in the Q&A asked him, like, hey, how much time do you spend on rewriting? Mm -hmm. Like, just making it the best it can be. And he's like, no time. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, if if the line really sucks, I'll spend some time on it. But if it doesn't, I move on and go to the next thing. Yeah. And that isn't everyone's style. That's a very, like, confident way of of writing. Yeah. So how how, where do you fall on that spectrum? overanalyzing versus just the first thing that comes out i guess i just go by like if it feels right or not or uh, and for me a big part of that is like how does it feel singing it not necessarily how it looks like written down or you know it has to feel right the words have to feel right coming out and in that order and yeah that's that's pretty much the only time I'll go back and, and like change things is when I'm like, oh, this doesn't really flow that naturally or or it's not getting at exactly what, there's a better word for what I'm trying to say here. Like a good example of that is when I wrote the last track of the EP, Canoe in the Sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that line, like canoe in the sea is like the first thing that came to me, but I was like, what am I going to write? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like the most random, like I can't, you know, and then it ended up, you know, turning into a song and a song that was, you know, it it was very fitting for where I was at at the time. And I just had to trust that like, this will take me somewhere. And it, and it totally did. And it, and it worked out. So I've learned to just trust myself. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done a a TikTok video yet of the the little canoe (laughs) trend? Funny enough, our mutual <laughs> designer, I guess, is is uh, yeah. working on a, a a little gif for that. Oh, really? <laughs> for that song, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. So I was like, that it. is a missed opportunity if it has not happened <laughs> yeah. yet. Okay. Yeah. That that makes me feel good. Shout out to Heather Watson. <laughs> yes, Heather Watson, graphic designer extraordinaire. Yeah, she's done some some great stuff for both of us. Yeah. Album covers and merch merch stuff too. Yeah, 
Very awesome. And we met each other through Los Angeles Songwriters Collective, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 Awesome. Was that at a... Oh, no. I guess we were like kind of mutual acquaintances because of that. And then we ended up playing Bring Back the Music. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We played that, that show together. Mm-hmm. First show for me post-pandemic. Nice. Post-lockdown. Yeah. That was one of the first shows for me, if I mm. remember right. Tell us a little bit more about yourself as an artist, what things you have going on, and yeah, what are your aspirations? Yeah, me as an artist. So I'm basically this year, my main focus is just to perform as much as possible, get out in front of people, and I'm planning to record and release a live album. So I want to go in the studio and record songs live with musicians in the same room because... I just haven't had a chance to do that. Everything I've recorded has been, you know, remote because we couldn't (laughs) interact for, you know, the past two and a half years. So being able to record in the same room with musicians and kind of sharing that energy and stuff. And because I do folk music, I feel like people like to see folk music, or at least I do, live, watch it live and hear it live and as opposed to the recorded version. So I think that will be really cool to be able to give people that because when I go and look up stuff, I want to watch the performance or I want to hear it live. Mm. So, so that's kind of like my focus in this upcoming year. Very nice. Will you be in the studio near the beginning of the year, middle year, or is that middle of the year year. and it won't be anything new. It'll be songs that I've released already, but you know, just the live version, maybe a couple of new songs and hopefully a song or two on banjo. So, very nice. Yeah. How long have you been playing banjo for? Nine months. <laughs> not that not that long, but I picked it up so much more easily than guitar. It comes so much more naturally to me, and it's I enjoy playing it a lot more. So I'm actually hoping at some point to kind of transition to making banjo my primary instrument. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Such a distinct sound, banjo. Like, you, it you know it's a banjo. <laughs> <laughs> you do yeah and the history yeah. behind it and everything i just feel like it's it's very close to my heart so yeah let's talk about that a little bit yeah basically like the earliest iterations of banjo are documented in west africa and caribbean so before the i think it was before the 1900s like it was primarily known as like a slave's instrument like that's what people saw it as kind of like a low class like instrument that's what they associated it with because a lot of times slaves would play like fiddle banjo and that was kind of where the string band came from but after the civil war in like the early 1900s when the minstrel shows started getting really popular that's when it started kind of being co-opted as like quote-unquote hillbilly music and it just kind of morphed into this thing where now people think of the banjo as like a bluegrass and kind of like unofficially like white instrument you know for me being able to play it and reconnecting with it I enjoy it but it's also kind of like an act of reclaiming that like an act of reclamation of like where this instrument comes from and you know the the history of how it became popular and and embracing that and yeah Mm mm-hmm have you been studying like different styles of playing it that that it originated? I play claw hammer banjo, so not bluegrass. With I couldn't, I could never play that style. Like with the picks, really yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I play claw hammer. It's a little bit more like I feel like it's 
you have a little bit more freedom. I can be a little bit more sloppy, uh-huh. <laughs> like with the way you just kind of throw your hand at it, which is nice. But I think that is more closely related to how it was originally played. And I would love to learn how to play in in that style, like black string band style, which mm-hmm. is hard to, you know, unless you have somebody that has studied that and is teaching you, it's hard to find that online you know yeah i was gonna ask where the resources are for there are none none that i have found yeah (laughs) so i'm just like on youtube trying to teach myself but that's another goal is to kind of immerse myself and you know figure out you know how i go about learning that style of banjo because that's really interesting to me yeah that sounds like a fulbright scholarship to me (laughs) (laughs) seriously wouldn't that be awesome it would be yeah it would be yeah have a fully funded trip to caribbean and everywhere you need to go for it (laughs) i mean there there's i mean a rich history of it here it's just you know finding the few handful of people that you know know that know how to play that way is just like yeah good luck (laughs) Uh you know but you have to do the travel as part of the thing yeah 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 yeah. yeah. gotta throw that in (laughs) That's really cool. Well, I'm excited to hear your banjo story as it continues. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> as a main instrument, I think that would be so fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. It's just like I I love my little banjo so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. I played banjo for just the like the tiniest amount of time. Really? Yeah. Mm. And I really enjoyed it. But I, I remember why I, I think I, I had it for like a few months. Mm-hmm. And anyway, yeah, I learned like little pop songs on it you know oh, just cool. yeah just regular kind of like the ukulele i've kind of done the same yeah. thing just learned tiny little pop things for it but there's so many cool different like finger picking patterns and having the higher string kind of like the ukulele up at the top yeah. is something to get used to for sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's intense yeah but it's like once you get the groove down though you're like you're good to go but it is an adjustment for sure if you're used to playing guitar yeah have any of your songs originated from banjo no that's something that i i want to be able to write on banjo that's like my one of my goals for this year so we'll because it's kind of like that rhythm is so specific it's like it's just a different approach like i have to have that in mind you know while i'm writing a song i feel like Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of, have you found your songs translate pretty well to banjo? If you've done past um, songs on it, I haven't tried to trans. I kind of want to start fresh because mm-hmm. I feel like the kind of songs that I write will be very much influenced. Like if I write them specifically right. for banjo, it's going to come out a lot different and probably in more of a direction that I'd like to explore. Yeah, I was thinking about this song, Your Street. Mm. That one I feel like would be hard to make banjo the main thing. Yeah. But there could be some really cool like moments, you know, in it with banjo kind of trickling in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's like, that's the thing. It's, I think a lot of people think of it as like an accent instrument, mm-hmm. but put, making it a primary is like, it's a whole nother animal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? You know, we mentioned once, twice briefly. Mm-hmm. That one I think could translate pretty quickly yeah yeah banjo. that's more because i think it leans more on a country direction so yeah that's cool so banjos in the cards mm-hmm. for, for this coming year and you've got the live album wonderful where can people find your music anywhere you can stream music so apple spotify all the all the platforms instagram tiktok facebook as destiny lynn music so mm-hmm. yeah destiny with an ie because my mom is eccentric so. yeah <laughs> 
but yeah, I'm I'm out I'm out here. So yeah, you can find me at those places. <laughs> awesome. You have a Patreon as well, right? I do. I do. Destiny Lynn at Patreon. And, you know, I try to give like a good kind of behind the scenes, you know, production of, of music and videos and all that stuff. It's it's it looks polished at the end, but it's a mess. So that's yeah. what page, <laughs> patrons get. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So if you're needing more banjo content in your life and because I imagine that's going to be pretty well documented. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, definitely check that out on Patreon. The live album, I'm very excited to hear. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is so cool. We've played some shows together, and it's yeah. just always great to hear your music. So, Same. <laughs> yeah, thank you. All right, thank you so much, everyone, and we'll see you next time at the Saloon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for stopping by the Song Saloon. Episodes are released weekly on Wednesday, and you can follow on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter at The Song Saloon, and visit our website, thesongsaloon.com, where you can find past episodes, transcriptions, sign up to our email list, and find more ways to support the show. Please follow, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every little bit helps grow our community of artists, songwriters, and music lovers. We truly couldn't do it without you. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Tonight alone, crying you.
Street.